Welcome to Mafia, a new podcast telling stories of America's criminal underworld. Gotti assumed the position of head of the Gambino family. And using the name Donnie Brasco, I was able to infiltrate the uh, Bonanno uh, crime family in New York City. Bugsy Siegel is an American mob legend. One man changed the whole texture and landscape of crime in America. Listen to Mafia every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your favorite shows. Welcome along to Theatre First and Musicals First, wherever you might be listening to this podcast. Joining me, my name being Alex First, is Christopher Coleman, who has seen, lucky man that he is, Aladdin the Musical on right now at the Capitol Theatre in Sydney and touring Australia. It will be in Melbourne next. Christopher, very warm welcome to you, sir. Alex, greetings to you. I have two questions before I start the review proper. First, is there a company that does the entire gamut of entertainment better than Disney? Oh, look, Disney for decades have done it magnificently. We are well served, not just by Disney, but by all sorts of shows and all sorts of impresarios here in Australia. But, yes, Disney is right up there. And secondly, do you ever, can you imagine... Now, you haven't seen the musical yet, and I know you're going to see it when it comes to Melbourne, but mm-hmm. uh, can you imagine how they would translate the 1992 animated movie into a spectacle, a large on-stage spectacle? I actually can because, look, I've seen things like The Lion King, which was just magnificent when it came to costuming, and Aladdin happens to be one of my favourite animated features. I thought it was absolutely splendid. So I'm champing at the bit to see this. Tell me about it. Is it magnificent, Chris? It is absolutely magnificent. Of course, most people's memories of the 1992 movie are of Robin Williams, who was at the absolute peak of his voiceover powers as the genie. Now, how do you match that? Well, you give the role to a show-stopping American actor by the name of Michael James Scott. Now, he's been in Broadway productions in various degrees of involvement, uh, including All Shook Up, Tarzan, The Pirate Queen, Hair, The Book of Mormon, uh, and he was the, the understudy for multiple roles in the Broadway production of Aladdin. In this, he is absolutely in his element and he gets to break the fourth wall, repeatedly directly addressing the audience with a knowing wink and a nod. It's brilliant. The title role of Aladdin is played by former High Five member Ainsley Mellum. I had a question mark here. I thought, how can a guy from High Five do this? It's very, very clever. He sports the six-pack. He looks great. His costume stands out early because it is, by comparison, drab. It's a very clever device. His costume is a little bit downplayed compared to that of some of the other bright colours on stage. Princess Jasmine, portrayed by Ariel Jacobs, another American import. Uh, Again, very, very talented young lady and someone who I I thought put in a thoroughly uh, mesmerising performance. And you, you were convinced that uh, her Jasmine and Ainsley Mellum's Aladdin were truly in love at stages of the production. Her father, the Sultan, played by George Hanar, the evil Jafar, played to a T by Adam Murphy, and in one of the major twists from the movie, Iago, Jafar's parrot companion in the movie, becomes a human comic relief sidekick, and that's delightfully done by Algin Abella. I mentioned a few changes from the, 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 the animated movie, 
There's no Abu the Monkey except for a blink and you'll miss it not just after interval. But the cast is augmented by some street-thieving friends, Babkak, Omar and Kasim, uh, who play uh, Aladdin's uh, henchmen, for want of a better word. The choreography by Casey Nicolor, nothing short of incredible, sometimes switching between multiple different styles of dance within the space of one song. The costumes are incredible and numerous, more than 300 were created by Greg Barnes for this show. And the staging, again, it's it's genius. It ranges from very simple staging with a couple of multi-purpose towers that can be moved around to projections on silk screens to the utter opulence of the Cave of Wonders. The story, you, you know the story. It's the street urchin Aladdin, the adventures and misadventures as he falls in love with a princess while at the same time using some wishes granted to him by the genie of the lamp. So th- that's the story. It is a musical and there's a mix of songs from the film, songs written for the film but weren't used in the film and some new material. And I've got to say, I loved how, as has become a bit of a trend in musicals, when they're brought to Australia, there are a few local references that wind up being worked in. Suffice to say, keep an eye out for Vegemite, Tim Tams, and the almost seemingly compulsory reference to Wagga Wagga. Trust me, it's there. Uh, there are also nods to a couple of other Disney animated movies in there. Let's go through the movie, or through the, the uh, musical. The genie welcomes the audience at the start. Uh, he takes you through the city of Agrabah in a very clever ensemble number. Uh, you then get introduced to Aladdin. You see Princess Jasmine in the palace. And then you get the locals with a very uh, a nice upbeat number, Babcap. Babkak Omar Aladdin Kasim, and I was trying very hard to say that, and I knew that I would make a mistake with it. But uh, the, the show winds on through spoken dialogue and more musical numbers and builds up to Friend Like Me. Now, it is a number, and the likes of which I've never seen a production for this number on stage. It gets bigger, and then it gets bigger again, and when you can't think it can't get any bigger... It goes again. It concludes with a big tap routine that brought to mind 42nd Street, the musical, and literally fireworks. Now, it is the song of the show. It drew massive applause, the biggest mid-show ovation I think I've ever seen, uh, reminding me of Walter Matthau back when he was Oscar Madison in the Broadway production of The Odd Couple, where at one stage the audience applauded him so much that he could stop, light a cigar and continue. So it's a big number. Is that a risk because it's the number before the interval? Well, yes and no, because it certainly leaves the audience wanting to get back into the theatre for the second half. But how do you continue after that? Well, you get into the second act, which opens with the parade, welcoming uh, Aladdin in his Prince Ali guise to the show. This is, again, a number that draws the audience in. It is full of spectacle on stage. Not as much spectacle as Friend Like Me, but plenty of spectacle. And it literally winds up covering the audience. And I will leave it at that because I don't want to give it all away. Uh, In the second half, you also get the best-known song from the 1992 movie, uh, A Whole New World, which comes complete with Aladdin slash Ali and Jasmine on their flying carpet ride. Now, it, it progresses through, follows the story largely. They have had to cut a few things from the movie. For example... For example, they cut the bit where Aladdin gets sent to the snow only to return via magic carpet. So, so that is, is excised here. Uh, the high drama, I think, of the later stages as Jafar becomes increasingly powerful is cut short. And that did leave me feeling 
just a little that the ending came a bit too soon, maybe a little rushed, but it was a minor thing in there. It's very cleverly updated to include, as I said, Australian references for, for the local audience. Uh, it doesn't suffer from a few of the characters who, who are missing, like no tiger, for example, no Abu the monkey other than the, the quick flash and uh, 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 blink and you'll miss it. But all in all, it is a tremendous show that the word spectacle could almost have been invented for. Uh, as mentioned, Alex, it is on at the Capitol Theatre in Sydney. Now, at this stage, you can book through till February. That, I think, leaves them a little bit of room to add a few more shows if necessary. But the opening day in Melbourne is April the 21st at Her Majesty Theatre. And I was surprised by the number of people who had travelled. I spoke to quite a few people who had travelled long distances from interstate to come and see this one but it is worth making the trip from anywhere in Australia. Or indeed, if you're uh, a New Zealand listener to our, our podcast, it's worth the trip across the Tasman to come and see Aladdin the Musical in Sydney. Well, these grand events, Chris, I mean, let's be honest, whether it's in Sydney, Melbourne or wherever it might happen to be, it's a good excuse to go away for a weekend and enjoy perhaps a nice meal, maybe it's just, the, 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 just a couple of days away. I think this is a great idea because... Yeah, I suppose that's one of the things, that the hustle and bustle of life. At times you just get caught up in the rat race and you don't treat yourself. These are special treats. And I, I'm just delighted you enjoyed it as much as you did. Tell me, in terms of comparisons to other grand spectacle-type shows, how does Aladdin measure up? I, I honestly can't think of anything. Once you get... I mentioned the, movie, the song Friend Like Me. It just blew me away. And I said to the, the, the people sitting near me uh, at interval, can you think of anything that matches that in terms of spectacle? And none of us could. Uh, it, 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 the, show, the, the stage at that point is almost completely gold. The, the ensemble dancers come in and then they go and they're replaced by more and then they come in and go and the costume changes in there. Incredible. I, I couldn't count the number of people on stage, but... I think at one stage there was about 25 or 27 people on stage during that number alone. If there weren't, it certainly seems like that, and that is a very, very clever work from the choreographer and the direction team to make it seem like there are that many people on stage because it is just bedazzling, and, and yeah, I can't think of anything else that reaches the spectacle of, of that number in particular. And then, like I said, it opens the second act opens with a similarly big number, uh, and, and a virtual parade on stage for Prince Ali. So it, it is certainly big. That's the word that kept coming to mind, big. Fantastic. Out of ten, Chris, what would you give it? I'm giving this a good eight and a half out of ten, Alex. And I tell you, on a weekend where I saw Cirque du Soleil, Cousa and Aladdin, I keep going backwards and forwards about which one was better, and I think in the end I'm just going to settle for it being a tie. <laughs> you diplomat, you. I love it. Good on you, you folks out there. Either grab a ticket, grab two tickets, go and see it now, or you'll have to wait months and months before you get to see it in Melbourne. It is called Aladdin. It is a musical version of the great Disney film. <laughs> Welcome to Mafia, a new podcast telling stories of America's criminal underworld. Gotti assumed the position of head of the Gambino family. And using the name Donnie Brasco, I was able to infiltrate the uh, Bonanno uh, crime family in New York City. Bugsy Siegel is an American mob legend. One man changed the whole texture and landscape 
of crime in America. Listen to Mafia every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your favorite shows.